Welcome to this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate. I'm your host, Garth Sundem, Communications Director at MAPS, and today we're speaking about education streaming as an alternative to traditional HCP engagement strategies with Bozy Jovicevic, CEO of Evermed. This episode is sponsored by Evermed, an HCP engagement company that helps pharma teams rapidly launch their own Netflix for HCPs streaming platform to regain direct access to HCPs and accelerate their product adoption. So, Bozzy, we have uh, so much language in this space around hybrid and virtual and asynchronous engagements. So can you please start by telling us what you mean by education streaming? Yeah, sure, Garth, and uh, thanks for having me, and uh, great uh, job with pronunciation of uh, highly, <laughs> very difficult to pronounce name of mine. So what is education streaming? Um, education streaming is um, a new way to engage HCPs in this post-COVID world. And as the name implies, and we can talk more about it and unpack it, of, uh, of course, but as the name implies, there are two components, education and streaming. So why education? Because education is a trend in engagement of HCPs, but also in commercial activities, marketing and sales. So if you think of, uh, of a firewall between medical and commercial that you know we all experience in pharma, what bridges those two functions is actually education. Mm-hmm. So the better job uh, pharma companies do with educating physicians on disease awareness, on unmet needs, on MO, mode of actions, on, on efficacy instead, the better job they do educating rather than selling, the better the business impact will be. So education is at the core of engagement of the future rather than like pushy tactics and product messages. The education is the first part. The second one is streaming. Why streaming? Well, especially in a COVID world where we were kind of at home watching more Netflix and Amazon Prime, we live in the era of streaming. That's how we entertain ourselves, but that's also how we stay up to date. All the research lately shows that doctors prefer video as the number one format of staying up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes audio when they're driving or exercising, so podcasts like we're doing right now. <laughs> so uh, streaming is a big trend and is the way to stay for stay staying up to date for doctors. So when you combine the two, it's education streaming. It's really modern, non-personal new way, non-personal and personalized, but non-personal because there is no reparamus self in that uh, part of engagement. A modern, non-personal, highly personalized way to engage doctors. Okay, so if we're putting this in the bucket of synchronous or asynchronous, this would then be asynchronous. You're talking about making video content and making it available kind of on demand for HCPs to access on their own time. Yes, I'm glad you asked. Um, asynchronous basically for me means on demand, which yeah. means as a doctor, I can access at any time. And if I ask a question, I can asynchronously get an answer, let's say from the speaker or presenter of that lecture or other doctors. So they can see my comment at any time and respond at any time. Now, live, of course, is uh, always exciting. and uh, But at the same time, we live in a global world. There are doctors all around the planet. So sometimes, you know, 8 a.m. is somewhere else, you know, 9 p.m. And also there are a lot of challenges with a lot of things live. So on demand has this 
incredibly powerful benefit of convenience. And that's why in all the research lately, on-demand is the number one most preferred format for doctors to access education. Okay. And so let's, let's talk about this need. So what problem does this education streaming solve that you see out there in the world of medical affairs? Yeah, great question. So uh, at the end of the day, there has to be a problem worth solving in order for strategies like education streaming to work. And, and when we think about that, we think in terms of what are the macro trends? What's really happening right now in the market, especially in the post-COVID world? And one undeniable trend that is happening right now is that physicians are restricting access to pharma. And to make that more specific, uh, between 2021 and 2020, according to very large Viva research, um, 57% the drop in access to HCPs has dropped by 57%. And that number is just massive. In other words, doctors are closing the doors to pharma. And if you add on top of that, that uh, frequency of pharma seeing doctors has dropped by additional 70%. Now you kind of see two things. Doctors are either completely closing the doors to pharma or when they open the door to interacting with pharma, they are doing it way less frequently. So there is no second chance for a first impression. Access to doctors is a problem. So the real question is, it's almost like, when I think about it, it's almost like COVID kind of gave a permission almost to physicians to to change the way they interact with pharma. And when I talk about this drop of 57%, this includes uh, digital remote engagement. This is not in-person only. This is in-person and digital engagement over Zoom okay. uh, or Viva Engage. So huge drop, yeah. And and is that is that physicians closing the door to the commercial wing of pharma or is that physicians also requesting less interaction with medical affairs or does that encompass both? So that encompasses both. Uh, it's simply that um, the doctors want less interruption and yeah. more engagement on their own terms. And of course, there are differences yeah. between reps and MSLs and the time they spend and doctors they see, but the trend is overall an encompassing medical and commercial. Right. So HCPs, they're still aware that they need information from pharma, but they want it in different ways and on their own time. Is that is that right? Yeah, on their own terms, at their own time, as you mentioned, asynchronously or on demand. So it's almost like we had this old world, the new world, like pre-COVID and post-COVID, right? Yeah. And during COVID, you know, pharma companies kind of shocked what to do. Then it was like a scramble phase, like, let's see what we can do digitally. And now, now people are starting to think like, where's the opportunity with a digital thing? So if you think about the before COVID and after COVID or old way versus new way, old yeah. way of industry engaging with doctors, including both commercial and medical, is, is more a pronounced push mindset and yeah. is driven by you know, CRM and messaging yep. very often. And it, as, when it comes to technology, the channels are pretty much the same across the board for all pharma, this webinars, emails, and video calls or in-person calls. And, and, and that, that, that whole approach is less HCP-centric, it's more product-centric. And for years, we've been discussing how do we, be more, how do we become more HCP-centric. So COVID kind of accelerated all those conversations 
And in this new world or new way of engaging with doctors, it's digital first and in-person second or or, uh, person interaction second. And it's driven by three things. It's driven by content, by video, and by personalization, right? So doctors want to interact first with content on a personalized Netflix-like platform. And once they show interest for something, then they may be open to talk to a human being over, you know, Zoom-like engagement or in-person. Well, and I love your perspective that COVID almost gave permission for HCPs to adjust the way that they interact with pharma. Do you think that this is how HCPs would have preferred to interact with pharma all along and COVID just gave them the, the I don't know, the permission to create the reality that they wanted? It's a great question. I mean, I spent like a lot of time thinking about it. It's um, the way I think about it is, uh, and I've been in pharma for 17 years, launching product. Then I was a global digital leader at Novartis and Sanofi and, and building platforms for both doctors and patients. Yeah. The way I think about it is pharma hasn't really invested enough in data analytics and understanding individual physician needs using technology in a pre-COVID world. There was always always a notion of doing that, but incentive was not there because you could, you know, have more reps or MSLs and access doctors and you're like, okay, you know, you don't need that much data. However, that was never really optimal for doctors, right? Because it wasn't targeted. Like, why do I need to see a rep or MSL now? Because, you know, I didn't, I didn't show in any way that I'm interested in discussing topic X, Y, Z, right? And so, so what, happens is that during COVID, uh, there was an easy way to say no, (laughs) right? And now in the post-COVID world, that behavior is continuing. Every week, there is new piece of research. Yesterday, there was one from Indigene research on that. And so the future of that engagement, I still think that that doctors will interact with human beings (laughs) from the pharma side, let's simplify it. But that (laughs) interaction has to be informed by their needs. And that's where you know, what content did they watch in the past? You know, what do we, what is our data and analytics showing about this doctor? And how do we inform our rep? So our rep becomes an MSL, becomes an orchestrator, digital orchestrator, which is a new term, and be much more relevant in those conversations. So that will stay, but it will be much of a higher quality, much more targeted. It's almost like pre-COVID, we communicated from the perspective of what we wanted them to know. And post-COVID, we're having to communicate from the perspective of what they want to know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When it was a non-targeted, some people use the term spray and pray versus, you know, super targeted laser like. And it is like that, you know, you, you, we could get it with like pharma. We can say we have been in pharma for 17 years, but uh, we could, you know, um, do that and it worked. But now that that behavior, McKinsey research shows that there is a permanent behavioral shift. Accenture research two weeks ago confirmed permanent behavioral shift in the sense that, sense that doctors prefer either, either digital only or hybrid model of engaging with the industry. Only 10%, 10 to 12% actually, in the, in two different pieces of research say that they want in-person or, you know, contact with a human being. So <laughs> it's almost like the shift in power that you hear recently in the labor market, where it's like all of a sudden employees uh, have power. It used to be that the companies would tell people what their jobs were. And now 
uh, employees have power. But anyway, so how does it work? So let's talk education streaming and dig into it a little bit. So what are we talking here? How does education streaming work? Yeah, so um, we, we, the model of education streaming has actually uh, three parts. Um, we have a nice visual representation of that. So the first part, we call it educate. The second part um, is called um, uh, understand. And the third part is called interact. And that's where you know interaction with a human being comes into play. So the first part is educate, and in in that in, in that first step, uh, there is a physician that is sitting on their computer or looking at their mobile, and what they're interacting with is personalized content on a Netflix-like platform that is educational in nature, right? So they're not interacting with pharma representative or MSL or rep. They're interacting with content that's relevant for them. So let's say I'm an oncologist. I'm, I'm on a beautiful Netflix-like platform that is pharma-owned, but it's not pushing product messages. It's actually helping me understand the latest trends in breast cancer uh, and what are the newest treatments and what are the latest advances. So I'm there, I'm interacting, I'm watching the lectures, I'm getting myself educated, it's relevant for me. Now, all the data about my behavior as a doctor uh, go somewhere. And that's step two, we call it understand. So there is, and I talked about the data also today. So uh, pharma companies need to understand, okay, what is this individual doctor now? What is What are they interested in? So the data about them watching certain breast cancer videos is now coming to the middle part, which we call, which is a CDP or a customer data platform. There are a lot of software companies that do that. So what is happening in the CDP is that data on physicians' behavior from first-party platforms, pharma-owned, or third-party places like Medscape, Doximity, and others, all comes into one place. That's step number one. Step number two, their individual uh, doctor's profile is enriched. And then the system actually says, well, based on, based on everything we know about this doctor, the next best action or next best step may be to engage with MSL or REP. So that's how we come to the third step. So first step, educate doctors watching personalized content Netflix-like platform. Second step is processing of the daily data and analytics, understanding what they need. And then comes third step, which is interaction. And that third step, let's say that that doctor watched, just to kind of connect all of this together, let's say the doctor watched three videos on breast cancer. Now the MSL would know, well, now is the right time to actually talk with them about something related to breast cancer that I want to talk with them about. And that's like a much more targeted, much more relevant conversation with the help of data and uh, technology. I think what's really interesting is that in the pre-COVID world, your second step that is understand would have referred to ensuring that HCPs understand your education. But what you're saying is that your second step of understand is that you are understanding the HCP. And, you know, again, it speaks to the post-COVID world where, where pharma is not just pushing its um, messages, it's trying to understand the HCP's needs and, and to then supply the messages that are individualized to the HCP. It, it, it's funny how that middle word could mean two very different things. Pre-COVID, it would have meant uh, that the HCP understands you. Post-COVID, it means that you understand the HCP. 
Yes, yeah, I'm really glad that you you you're making this point because that's really at the core of being HCP centric. And at the end of the day, you know, many other industries have already gone through this process, like even a decade ago, some more digitally mature industry. Pharma has been more digitally immature industry, but is growing, is accelerating uh, lately. And so we know, for example, from other industries that 80% of decisions we make as consumers, like think of buying a new TV, like 80% of decisions that we make are done before talking to a company representative, right? We have access to tools. We have access to education. We know what's the best TV that fits our needs based on our research in most cases, right? So in the same way that's happening in pharma for years, but it's been neglected, which is that most of the prescribing decisions and treatment decisions are made before a doctor sees anyone from the pharma company, right? So if that's the case, if, if the power of, of, of accessing information is in doctors' hands, why not enter that conversation? Why not be the leader with education aiming as like a modern kind of channel? So, so that's really, uh, it's not, nothing new, but it's relatively new for, for the industry. Well, and you bring up Netflix too. I mean, it used to be that you would turn on CBS, NBC and, uh, and, and whatever, and, and those channels would tell you what to watch. And now you, you turn on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and you choose what to watch. So, you know, in the same way that pharma is becoming more HCP centric, you know, the world is becoming more consumer centric and, and maybe it's pharma that needs to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Just think of, uh, you know, I, I, many folks may not like this, what I say, but just think of, of the word portal and classical pharma education portal, portal for doctors, you know, all of them, that I can say all of them, because it's, you know, model from the big companies, let's say most of them, they are, you know, simple libraries, non-personalized technologies, like five to 10 years old. And at the same time, that same doctor goes on Netflix, to your point, goes on Amazon Prime, sees amazing technology, amazing user interface that's personalized to their needs, and then goes back to this HCP portal built by Pharma and say like, uh, I don't want to spend too much time here. I cannot find what I need. Bye. Right. <laughs> so it's very important that consumer level, consumer level user experience is something that that doctor experience, doctors experience when interacting with pharma, not just with Netflix and Amazon Prime. All right. Well, consumer level user experience for pharma. Thanks, Bozy, for joining us today. To learn more about how your organization can partner with Evermed to rapidly launch your own Netflix for HCP streaming platform, visit evermedtv.com. MAPS members, don't forget to subscribe, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate.